1: The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land.
0: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is
1: The Chaser Report.
2: Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today, as always, Dom Knight. Hello. And Dylan Bain. Hey. And so, hey Dylan, you're in, where are you? You're in South Korea or something?
0: I'm in South Korea, so I'm on a month's holiday. I just had a week in Malaysia and now I'm in South Korea. And what was great in Malaysia was uh, Scomo getting censured was all on the news in Malaysia. They're really? like, see, other countries are as dodgy as us. Oh, yeah, it was big news there. You're lying. No, it was Scomo getting censured was on the nightly news in Malaysia. That is was bizarre. This amazed.
1: is a country that's just had a massive political crisis mm-hmm. and then they had to eventually put Anwar Ibrahim, the guy that got locked up for those trumped up so- sodomy charges. The biggest political news in years. And they had time for Scott Morrison getting censured. They must really
2: hate the guy.
0: Yeah, well, they're like, see, other countries have corrupt leaders as well. We're normal.
2: Ah, (laughs) Yes, of course. And also, Malaysians don't really like Australians, do they? I mean, just... Or is that a racist thing to say? Well,
1: like, uh, certainly not in the days of Keating and the Raukaustra. Yeah, that, that was that was a Mahati. Mahati yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I think today today they do. So they're all oh, very, okay. they're all very friendly. They like us going over there at holidays. That's for sure. It's be oh, funny.
2: Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Okay, good. Well, that's that's good. Maybe. Good on you for doing so. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so Dylan, you as always uh, have done an enormous amount of work to sort of bring us a year in review. Because uh, you, of yes. course, uh, do the News Fighters podcast each week and um, correct, you sort of collect footage just from, from everywhere. It's the most comprehensive coverage of basically any commentator in the country, isn't it?
0: Thank you, yes. No, I also do it for work. Like I've got picked up a bit of work this year finding clips for TV shows, which has been a lot of fun. So I've been all over the news this year finding lots of funny clips and I thought I'd bring, as I did last year, bring yes. a dozen or so in. That I thought were uh, some are some are hilarious and some are insightful.
2: Ooh, okay, so we've got insightfulness. That's very. If you need clips or anything, Dylan is your man. Yes, that's right. Get him on Thank board.
1: Mister yes. Clips. Okay, so where do we where do
2: we start?
0: All right. Well, I reckon. Uh, well, what's topical at the moment, of course, is uh, Albo's got COVID again. Again, what's funny is he's been travelling all around the world the last six months, and where does he get COVID? In Canberra at his office, or at the down at the pub.
2: <laughs> well, didn't he go to a Nick Cave con- concert on on Monday night? Last Monday, and, the
0: Pixie, and a Pixies show. He went to a Pixies oh, show this week. He, he's yeah, going to more. Kiddie. He's going to more concerts than than his probably teenage son does. Well, I, so no, went I,
1: the, I went to the Pixies on the weekend, and I, did, I didn't don't seem to have gotten COVID. I've missed out. Oh, fucking miss out. I fucking missed out. Whenever something <laughs> good happens. But
2: don't you reckon? No, but don't you reckon the whole point is that he now has a salary because he gets paid like half a million dollars a oh, year, yeah. right? You would go yeah. out more if you were on his salary. Like I reckon he's he's suddenly yeah. started earning. And he's going, what am I going to spend my money on?
0: And he gets exactly. a free he house. He afford the concert tickets now. He gets yeah. two free houses. He
2: gets two free houses, doesn't have to pay rent, and he gets half a million dollars. You would definitely go out to more concerts.
0: Yes, all of a sudden those $180 Pixies tickets are cheap.
2: Yeah, yeah. You probably <laughs> even don't even care if they get scalped. He gets just... to go for free. <laughs> oh, you reckon?
0: Yeah. No, there'd be there'd be some rule about that, surely. They're not allowed to, with gifts and Although, stuff. Well, my, Although, maybe...
2: when my sister used to be a politician, and whenever the... Uh, and... It was in New South Wales and it was during the time when everyone was really corrupt in New South Wales as well. But not my (laughs) sister though. But everyone wanted to be the arts minister because you get really good free tickets. Yeah. But you then become friends with the arts minister because if you couldn't go, you go, oh, I'll represent the arts minister at this event. And because, you know, that's... That's the thing you've got to do is is turn up to arts events. It was the best gig in town.
0: Well, hang on. I was just thinking they all get free tickets to the cricket. Surely it must be the same for concerts. They just have to declare it.
2: Yeah, yeah. they just to put it in the register. Be.
1: Albo's going to have this massive register
2: of all the concerts yeah, he's been to. It'll be <laughs> like yeah. Trump playing golf. Yeah. But it'll be a lovely diary to keep of all the concerts you've been to. It'll be lovely. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, so okay. I thought that the, the first clip I've got here, uh, Albo's, Albo did so much travelling when he came into office that he even lost track of what country he was in himself. Here he is uh, in London when he went to, to the Queen's funeral. Have a listen.
2: Well, it's a great honour to be representing Australia here. Uh Quite clearly what we can see all around us is the affection in which Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth was held uh, by people here in the United Kingdom but also, of course, here uh, in Australia. <laughs> oh. So he
0: thinks he's in two countries at once there.
2: <laughs> oh, he's, he sounded so tight. He sounded tight. so tight. Yeah. Yeah. He sounded <laughs> like Dom normally does.
1: <laughs> well, either that or he'd have had a few. Because a few whiskeys, surely they brought out the whiskey at, at, at the palace. Yeah,
2: well... It would be that's just in keeping what, with what the Queen had it's for what, breakfast. It's what it, the Queen it, would have wanted. Yeah, is a uh, sozzled Albert. Well, he's probably just jet lag.
0: I think the Queen's funeral did turn into a bit of a piss up because did you see that great clip of Trudeau singing Bohemian Rhapsody in the hotel bar?
1: Oh my God!
0: What? Yeah, like all the, all the dignitaries from all around the world were just getting drunk in the hotel bars. Trudeau was singing Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm it's sure funny.
1: he smashed it, it and then Albo got up after him and just did this very <laughs> b- bad version of Billy Bragg. <laughs> but
0: speaking of Trudeau, actually, uh, we've had so many prime ministers that even Trudeau can't keep up with the name of our current prime minister. Have a listen.
1: The Canadian prime minister appeared to forget who he was. It's uh, a real pleasure uh, to be uh, uh, meeting with uh, uh, a great uh, progressive leader. After several excruciating oh. seconds, Justin Trudeau almost got it right. With uh, with Tony and, and uh, all our friends in Australia.
0: When in doubt, just call the Australian Prime Minister Tony. Tony yeah. We've had more Tonys than female Prime Ministers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's terrible, <laughs> but true.
0: Mm. Um, and speaking of Albo having COVID, of uh, course, COVID's still been around this year. Cause still still quite a few people getting knocked around by it. Um, uh, what's interesting now, I'm on holidays in Asia. Everyone's wearing masks everywhere. All the time, everywhere, oh, nonstop.
2: Really? Uh, is there something happening over there?
0: Uh, no, no, it's just the culture. The is, culture there, is, is there
2: some of those bird flus
1: that they're worried about? Indoors. Is there some disease we haven't heard of?
0: They haven't stopped the mask wearing the last three years. Everyone's still wearing masks indoors, outdoors, everywhere. You know, Dominic Um, Perrottet wouldn't like that.
2: Why do they they bother doing that? I mean, their transmission rates are way lower than Australia's. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, (laughs) I wonder why that is. Aren't they enjoying the freedom
1: of not having to have the minor inconvenience of putting a mask on? (laughs) One
0: one of the things I love, though, was – When Victoria was getting rid of the mask mandate, the health minister, Marianne Thomas, had this piece of great advice talking up uh, how important mask wearing is.
1: I made a decision based on the advice that I had received that mandating further mandating of masks was not the most effective way to get the message out about the importance of mask wearing.
0: So basically she's saying telling people not to wear masks is how you inform them of the importance of wearing masks.
1: Crystal clear. <laughs> I want a mask that says wear a fucking mask on it. <laughs> uh,
0: moving on, I think that, that my favourite zinger of the year uh, probably came from... Uh, Adam Baird. I don't, just for context, this was after Albo stuffed up not knowing the uh, cash interest rate on the campaign trail. No, it, it, is, was, is it was the it unemployment prepared.
2: rate that he... he the
0: unemployment run. rate, yes,
2: yeah. yes, yes. And just very quickly, talking of abject fact-checking exercises, you said in the speech that uh, wages growth wasn't going uh, particularly well. What's the current WPI? Well...
1: <laughs> Google it, mate. I mean, like... I mean, it's not not often you use the the words Greens leader and funny in the same sentence, but uh, that was pretty good.
0: Of course, Labor won the election, and uh, one of the favourite things I loved was Sky News didn't handle it very well. Here's some of their reactions the day after the election. The Albanese government will change this country in ways that you will find will be a terrible, terrible tragedy
1: the next three years are going to be really tough.
2: All those manufacturing jobs, they'll just disappear. No
1: petrol or diesel vehicles after 2030. Three disastrous and incompetent years of a Teals-led Labour government where Parliament obsesses over woke identity politics, climate and Indigenous issues as the economy grinds to a halt under their watch.
2: We are going to have identity politics on steroids. What we're now going to see is the very same racist policies that are destroying New Zealand, now being brought to Australia to destroy Australia.
0: Because it's so obvious where this is going, philosophically.
1: It's moving ultimately to an official apartheid. Now we are faced with three (laughs) years of hardcore left-wing government that will destroy the fabric of this nation. We will see our living standards crushed, our livelihoods damaged, our cultural institutions devastated, our kids' future prosperity
2: decimated. Just see the insanity of it, and it just makes me so, so angry because this country is better than that.
1: A A little bit alarmist. I I really admire them, uh, to be honest, in their consistency with that because that's the sort of perspective you only get. Like the nation has just overwhelmingly said we want major change. We want teals, we want Greens, we want Labor. And the the security to come out and say that, knowing that you're funded by a tiny, tiny, (laughs) tiny niche who's absolutely rusted on no matter what happens, that's a rare thing. Every other politician, every other journal in the country was going, Mm. Oh, well, of course, uh, Scott Morrison was passed his years by date, but it's Sky News. Mm. The Liberals are always in power.
2: It, it's also interesting because, like, Alba had given none of that. Like, none of those things rung true. Like, Albo's the most boring, centrist, sort of moderate, yeah. middle his of the whole, road. His whole
1: campaign was don't give them anything to be scary about.
2: It. Yeah, and so it was very – like it. I don't know how, understand how anyone listens to it and goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So just well, how do, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd have to listen to Rowan Dean and not Snigger. Uh,
1: which I always find difficult.
2: I mean, this is the, like, Alba even completely ducked any identity politics. So they, like, it's the opposite of identity politics on steroids. Like, every time he got asked a question, he just went, oh, I don't really know that.
1: And uh, just remind me how many mines they've closed since yeah, yeah. Uh, taking <laughs> office and radically re-engineering the economy. How's that going?
2: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The 18 new mines that they've opened in Queensland, you know. You know. <laughs>
0: And, uh, and now that they're in opposition, the Liberals uh, also seem a little bit lost. I think my one of my favourite sound bites of the year was this inadvertently revealing one from Liberal Senator Jane Hume, trying to sum up the Liberals' position uh, now that they're in opposition. So on this, on fuel, should it come to an end? Well, that was our policy. But now? And it is, it is our policy. It was our it policy. Well, we don't have policies. We're in opposition. We're not in government. We well,
1: you
2: do. <laughs> we don't have policies. Yeah, Yeah.
0: there's no policies. If the point was (laughs) we've got nothing,
1: I think that really was accurate at that point. (laughs) They've now got a kind of vague suspicion about the voice. Yeah. I think that's the only thing they're doing at the moment is just being a little bit uncertain. But, again, Albo hasn't actually said what it is, so it's very hard to oppose Like You don't actually know what it involves at all. So, you know, well played, Albo.
0: It was a fun campaign. I know you guys had fun following the campaign. The media – you know, the way the media works with the campaign, they basically shuttled around on buses to photo ops. Mm. And um, I feel like ScoMo after, remember it got yelled at by pensioners in the pub and by uni students who oh, go to yeah. the pub and get yelled at. After that, they tried to dial it down a bit and make it a lot more uh, le- lower risk. And so they took um, the media to a fishing shop, like a fishing and outdoors shop. But of course, the main reason they did that was just to try and get the media to have all these great puns about Scobo being at the fishing shop. Here's a super cut of, of
2: some of them. The Prime Minister fishing for votes. Today he's fishing for votes.
0: Scott Morrison hoping to lure more Australians to vote for the Coalition. In the New South Wales Central Coast, Mr Morrison hoping voters take the bait. Winning over the public can require a bit of bait.
1: Hoping voters would be taken hook, line and sinker by his announcement. By casting $20 million. Casting for the votes of weekend warriors. Although he wasn't keen to be on the hook for any. questions on the pledge
0: yes good job media i feel like every
1: single person in that clip should be asphyxiated and gutted (laughs) like a fish (laughs) hiring for your small business if you're not looking for
0: professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank But speaking of puns, that wasn't as bad as um, the most puns in a single news report during the campaign trail um, came from Channel 9 Melbourne, when uh, Josh Fryenberg was controversially endorsed by the head of... Guide Dogs Victoria. Do you remember that? Channel 9 oh, yes. squeezed the most puns into a single story. I cut them all together. Have a list of dog puns. Politics is a dog-eat-dog dog world. But the Guide Dogs Victoria CEO, Karen Hayes, now on a short leash after she publicly backed member for Koo Yong, Josh Frydenberg, for re-election. And no amount of puppy dog eyes can spare the organisation the ire of the charity regulator. The Treasurer says critics are barking up the wrong oh. tree. Winning Koo Yong will be no walk in the park for Josh Frydenberg. Berg, nipping at his heels, independent Monique Ryan, an underdog who could oh. soon be top dog.
1: Ah, oh. wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I think there's some, some journalists there who, yes, need to get uh, put to sleep. Just, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, just gently, yes. respectfully.
2: They should be, the, well, they, at the very least, they should be ashamed and in the kennel house or whatever it's called. dog uh, house. A dog house,
1: yeah. I don't know, maybe <laughs> the they, come
2: they, didn't use. they worked like a dog on... Um, on those puns.
0: Moving on, um, Dylan. (laughs) Moving on. Personally, for me, the the single dumbest thing I heard on the campaign trail was uh, this uh, quote
2: from John Howard. Scott Morrison, a man who's demonstrated a mastery of the detail of government.
1: No, to be I fair. He's, I think he's lost it. He his understanding of the regulations by which people can get appointed to multiple ministries yes. was un is unparalleled. Yes. Even John Howard didn't think to do that. He would have loved. Sure. It. Can you imagine if Howard had secretly taken Peter Costello's job? Oh. That would have been absolutely delicious. It's good to see John Howard around on the campaign trail. It makes me so nostalgic for all the days we used to chase him in the morning. It's uh hasn't been the same since. I miss those days.
2: You can always tell that the Libs are on the nose because they crack open the John Howard. Like he sort of that's the emergency procedure. The Liberal Party's <laughs> go-to emergency procedure. Just get bring out jo- the one guy you really yeah, really like. Get get John Howard off the shelf and just wind him up. What you
0: run off <laughs> all right just quickly before we go of course the biggest news story of the year was uh i don't know if you remember the queen died oh that,
2: that little one. thing really? yeah <laughs> yeah i, missed
0: I was that. i was i was uh working on a on a tv show at the time so i went through all the footage like uh, hundreds of hours of i set up my tv recorders recorded 24 7 and what was great was people wanted wall to the media wanted wall to wall coverage but there was nothing to cover so they just box popped people endlessly of course box pops Great source of comedy, as as you guys remember, you guys used to do a lot of them on the show. Um, here's here's some great ones. Some people were, their their emotions didn't quite match the gravitas of the situation. They seemed a little bit excited to be part of history with the Queen dying.
1: Really excited and excited, but
0: really, um, sad. We freaked out when we found out that the queen died, yeah, we honestly. we literally yeah. stopped on the corner and, like, screamed about it for five minutes. Yeah, it was crazy.
2: She lived a pretty awesome life, didn't she?
0: You have to celebrate these things because now hopefully uh, she has gone to heaven and she will, uh, she will, uh, hopefully have a happy time. Oh.
1: That's very sweet. I mean, the the sheer shock when a 96-year-old woman uh, passed away. Suddenly and unexpectedly. Too soon. I must say, though, I would have loved to be, I I hope we get it leaked one of these days, Um, the fly on the wall when Liz Truss found out that it was just a couple of days (laughs) afterwards. Because wouldn't you have thought, oh, fuck, I gave her COVID, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I thought
2: it was Novichok.
0: (laughs) There's footage of Liz Truss in the House of Commons being handed a note. Oh, things, really? I think is that the Queen is sick. Yeah, and the look on her face is, is. and then she ran out of Parliament. The is Queen is sick
1: but is still stunning. likely to outlast your Prime Minister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, of course, some people wanted to be part of history just for the hell of it. Uh, the day the Queen died, the BBC went down to Buckingham Palace and just interviewed people all night. And this guy came down to Buckingham Palace at about 2 a.m. and went and got in- interviewed by the BBC, made a beeline. Have a listen.
2: What I actually, evening? I came home after a work event and I turned on the TV, and I saw you <laughs> and I thought, hold on a minute, something's happening here. So I came down to see this, be part of it.
1: I'm sure I'm not the reason why not you literally, came here. Is... I
2: mean, this this event. This event yeah. And, uh, if... and realising that people were here. and
1: And you wanted to be here as well. Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah. Five minute walk.
0: Five minute walk, that's why (laughs) you... It's Go good to have
1: people who, who are yeah. completely stoned because it's what Prince Harry would have done if he was yeah. in the country.
0: There for the right reasons. I turned on the TV and I just thought I'd come down and yeah. get on TV. <laughs>
1: if it had been six minutes, fuck it. But five minutes, I thought, yeah, it's all right. I love uh, you
2: know. Down. I love the neighbourhood. You know, you just live around the corner from the palace. Yeah, I just pop <laughs> down to
1: my local palace. <laughs> 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 just, just you know, you
2: know, just, heard I'm just. Ne- They've been lovely neighbours to me. You know, like whenever I chuck a ball over the fence, the guards come and. Retrieve it, for me.
0: Uh, and then there was this vox pop, probably my favourite, maybe even my favourite vox pop of the, of the year. So Channel 10 was in Belfast and was interviewing people when the new King Charles visited. See if he can understand what he's saying.
2: Oh, he's just a gentleman, like his mother, the, the, the his mother, you know, the Queen herself. She was a lovely woman and I think he'll be a good king.
1: Good job, Channel 10. Did he he refer to to, to Her Majesty the Queen as a spicy mother? Spiciest mother, was it? Oh, you understood
0: more of it than I did. I couldn't understand a (laughs) word of it. Good job. I think Channel 10 was like, that'll do, great. It
2: was a person.
1: It was a human being. To be honest, I'm surprised that person's not one of the new co-hosts of the project. Mm.
0: And, of course, the worst take on the Queen's death, we all remember it, probably came from Victorian opposition leader Matthew Guy paying tribute. It was time to remember the Queen, alongside myths and legends.
1: In all those times, in all those monarchs from figures well known, King Arthur, Henry VIII and so on, the longest reigning of them all was Queen Elizabeth II.
2: God save the King. Oh dear! (laughs) Yes,
0: King Arthur. Yes,
1: the famous. (laughs) She was one of the least fictional of all the. I must say, I remember Charles. I know that Dave Milbo has been doing a victory lap around, having been the only journalist who thought that Labour would come comfortably win The Victorian election, and when you listen back and hear clips like that, the signs really were there for everyone to see that Matthew Guy was <laughs> oh, not going to make it.
0: Did Daniel Andrews win? I've been purposely not paying attention to the news while I've been away. Could
1: yeah, did, yeah, that, you'll be shocked, right,
2: okay. you'll be shocked.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I assumed he would, but on the basis of paying extremely little attention mm-hmm. to Victorian politics, and apparently that was the way to predict it.
2: Well, but I think the yeah. thing is that anyone who was observing, like anyone in the media who's, who was observing then I think desperate for an angle and yeah. decided that prob- probably he wasn't going to win on the basis that everyone else in their same social circle was also saying that maybe there was a possibility that this would be an interesting election. So
1: Dylan, I must say, I I'm, I always admire the hard work that you do, but dredging through all of the coverage of the <coughs> Queen, yes. I'm astonished you're still doing your podcast and in fact haven't completely changed Careers and becoming a massage therapist or something.
0: <laughs> oh, look! I, nothing says comedy like the news that all the all channels filling twenty four seven with absolute nonsense. It was it was so much so much comedy in there. Lots of visual stuff, and I'm putting a lot up on. If anyone's curious, uh, I'm over on the News Fighters Twitter at News Pod. Are putting up a, a clip a day from the year. It's like
2: a, oh, it's like a, a
0: advent calendar of the year's funniest news clips. So if you want if you want more funny clips, fewer more visual that I couldn't play here. Yeah, podcast. So do you put them? Um, and do I've you got, put
2: them up on Instagram as well?
0: Uh, no, I should. I should, but more more the Twitter.
2: I think okay, we, more uh, the on, Twitter. Okay, the follow news Fighters so on all, all the social platforms. platforms news man. for because uh, I, I must say I follow you on Instagram. I, I'm not sure. I'd...
0: You can't schedule Instagram. See, I see Twitter. I just schedule and go on holidays. Can you schedule Instagram? I could. I should have scheduled them all. I should have done that. News
2: five. So what is what's the Twitter handle?
0: At pod. And I've got two year in review episodes coming out this month. Uh one with Beck Melrose and one which is just all the funny clips of the year and all the big stories. Uh, so check that out on your podcast feeds. Oh I'm fantastic. looking at the feed now. Yes, it looks it's very
1: entertaining. It looks great. And you've got some boneheads, which don't work for this podcast, but um Oh, some, yeah.
0: great, some great boneheads, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And
1: whatever the people dancing around on Studio Ten.
2: The studio ten. Uh, that's looks quite fantastic. extraordinary. Dan, okay.
1: uh, Dylan, you're a national treasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. All the best. Happy New Year.
2: Yes, you too. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Crappy new news clips.
0: (laughs) Cheers. Thanks, guys.
2: Our gear is from Rode. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. See you later.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?